The Koi Gig Pod. There's no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. For James, he's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. LeBron riding himself front and centre into the record books last night. Age 38, now in his 20th season, LeBron has become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He overtakes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was present uh, to witness the changing of the guard. We are talking about 38,387 points. Thank you very much. Brian Anderson there on TNT calling the play. A cue, the game being stopped, all the pageantry you can handle his family coming onto the court, a full-on celebration. Post-game, LeBron spoke to the media. I write the man in the arena on my shoe every single night from Theodore Roosevelt. And um, tonight I actually felt like I was like sitting on top of the arena tonight uh, when that shot went in and, and the, the roar from the, from the crowd. I'm not sure if I would be able to feel that feeling again. I probably can count on my hands how many times I've cried in 20 years, either in, in happiness or defeat. You know, that moment was uh, one of them when I, when I kind of teared up a little bit. It was, uh, it was, I can't believe what's going on, tears. Very happy to bring in Vincent Cunningham of The New Yorker. Vincent, you're very welcome to the show. Nice to speak to you. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, you were writing about this just last week for The New Yorker and you made the point that LeBron's pursuit of this scoring record, this incredible uh, record uh, deemed almost unbreakable yeah. for, for decades at this stage, uh, the, the pursuit of something so out of reach almost lacked any suspense that the basketball fraternity has had three, four, five years to almost digest the fact in advance that he was going to break it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's been oddly unsuspenseful. I I was reading something by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar today. He he put out he has a Substack newsletter that he's always updating. So he was offering some thoughts, and he reminded me I had forgotten that like six, like three years ago he had mentioned in his writing like yeah I mean LeBron scores two thousand points a year. So at this rate, unless something catastrophic happens, it's going to happen. And I think that supposition has been the basis of all of our talk about him for for a while. So it's strange, this sort of um, climax, anti-climax that has been sort of watching his his inch up to this record. And we played the commentary there at the lack of suspense notwithstanding. When the moment came, the rafters were lifted. It did feel like an iconic moment and an iconic cheer. Absolutely. And and the NBA does this kind of stuff well. They make sure that, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there. Every, every time LeBron even touches the ball, whether he makes makes it or doesn't make it, you know, the cameras are cutting back to Kareem. Um, Denzel Washington was there. Um, Jay-Z was there. Like the, It was just like this star-studded thing. It was more spectacle than it was competition almost, um, such that everybody was kind of primed to really lay it on pretty thick once he won. And of course, you know, the Lakers go on to lose this game and they're in the middle of a sort of oddly competitive 
game with a not so great team, but everything stops, you know, like the whole nobody's if they're a couple of seconds away from the end of the third quarter and it just it kind of doesn't matter. Everybody has realized that this is a sort of context independent feat. So it was really great. I, I, I stayed up. I wouldn't have watched that game otherwise. And I stayed up to watch it. So yeah. mission accomplished for the NBA. Uh, this record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's is longstanding, 1984. Uh, this was perceived uh, for certainly a period of time as, as pretty much unbreakable. Um, has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar been happy to see his record broken by LeBron and supportive or has he been bristling quietly? I think there has been the idea that he's been bristling. Um, Kareem has been a sort of critic, not in the always negative sense, but he has taken it upon himself to really analyze a lot of LeBron's doings. They had a big, um, Kareem at least kind of came out and really criticized him pretty tough during the early part of the, the pandemic because LeBron was voicing his skepticisms about vaccine mandates. And even though LeBron took the vaccine, whatever, he was sort of stirring the pot a little bit and Kareem took him to task for that. And since then, I think the relationship between them has been icy to non-existent. Um, but Kareem today, again, he put out this post on his Substack, and he said, listen, I'm thrilled. Um, it's more like watching someone win and being glad that I won too. It, it, you know, I, I've known it was going to happen for a long time. And it's great that we have a game that can renew itself by creating a new, um, a new greatest score. So, yeah. and I believe him. I think Kareem is, um, he's famously like, you know, not the most buddy-buddy kind of person, but I think he is a person with a historical mindset. Like he can, he can zoom back several degrees and see things for what they are with some perspective. So I, I buy that. And I didn't see the footage, but I've seen the photo of Kareem. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect image for what happened last night. It was Kareem in the crowd handing the basketball to LeBron. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really interesting because, you know, he's there um, with this really nice leather jacket on, Kareem is. Um, and there have been some images that have been going around Twitter, I'm sure people have seen it, of when Kareem, this very youthful looking Kareem passes uh, Wilt Chamberlain's record, Wilt was there wearing a, a gold chain and a, and a, and a, a, a black tank top. It was a it's very Wilt outfit. So there is this uh, tradition of passing on that torch. So um, Kareem looked happy. He was, he was smiling in the stands and you could tell as the last shot came, you could see him getting ready because of course there had been some choreography as to we're gonna bring you up and honor you and ceremonially ceremonially kind of pass the torch. So um, really cool moment. I saw a quote from LeBron last year where he was increasingly, as you might imagine, being asked about the scoring record. And he mm -hmm. said, the scoring record was never ever even a thought in my head when I was starting out because I've always been a pass the ball first guy. And, and that is borne out by the fact he is fourth in the all-time assists uh, category as well, I mean, which is just uh, phenomenal. So he, is, he, does have a, he has a creative aspect to his play in a very big way. So uh, explain to me how a guy can be so good at both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's totally true. And I do believe that if LeBron James had stopped growing when he was, let's say, 6'4", and he had plausibly been able to play point guard his whole career, um, as his primary duty, he probably would be at the top of that assist list. He's an incredible passer. He sees the game like no one else. Um, if you think back to uh, 2015, when they lost, uh, the Cavs did to the Golden State Warriors, but some of those games are some of the smartest basketball games anybody's ever played. Same goes for 2018, also when they lose. He's just, 
kind of this maestro and understands where everybody is all the time, even in these sort of tragic efforts that he sometimes had in the, in the finals. Um, but he has always been the person that's been called to score the most on his teams. It's just as a function of being 6'9", being unstoppable. Nobody has ever been able to stop him going to the rim. Um, it's been mostly his decision as to whether how much whether he wants to get banged up and how much he needs to get banged up during the course of the game. But um, the fact is, he's been the most durable. He's ne- By the way, he's always led his team in scoring, often led them in assists. But he's also just missed fewer games than anybody in NBA history. He kind of like, you know, famously has spent millions of dollars per year just tending to himself and keeping himself in shape. And if you are as good as him and you play as much as he does without catastrophic injury, um, that stuff adds up. And, and if you look at it, I'm sure so many of these scores are just drives to the basket, righty layup, lefty layup, dunk, you know, things that look routine because LeBron James is doing it because he's so great. But they've added up, so it's yeah. it's it's pretty remarkable. Uh, Vincent, uh, unfortunately, as human beings, we are obsessed with hierarchies at every level, <laughs> and so instead of just enjoying LeBron and celebrating it for what it is, uh, pretty quickly we have to segue into who's the greatest of all time, and that is just uh, the way we're programmed, unfortunately. And sports journalists are more guilty of it maybe than any uh, cohort in society. So, for a long time, in the argument, if you were a Jordan uh, person your retort to any argument was six titles. Six titles, six titles, six titles. Uh, to what extent does this elevate LeBron in the argument? To me, it is very uh, persuasive. I, I hate this tendency, too, that the, it is a sickness that basketball shares with hip-hop. Everybody's like, who's the best of all time? Top five, give me your top... You know, I, it's it's an irritating conversation that's... We will get to your top five in hip-hop before the end of this chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. But... Um, I think it's really big deal because what it speaks to is excellence over an incredible amount of time. You know, Jordan famously uh, quit for two years in the middle of his career to go play baseball. And then he left kind of at the the height of his powers after the uh, 98 uh, finals. And when he comes back as a member of the Washington Wizards, he's not the Michael Jordan that we think of. LeBron has so far endured no such indignity, right? He's been the same guy every single year and with what we just talked about right the fact that he's done this and not been the shoot first uh sort of mercenary that jordan was right he like played like magic johnson for all these years and still somehow um reached this incredible number i don't see how it's not part of the argument Mm -hmm. or it doesn't how it doesn't at least inflect the argument in a new way yes and it was very interesting. So, um, I mean, the, the television coverage of basketball is just world class. It is a joy to watch. So uh, there's, the, you know, it, amazing aspects to last night. So you have LeBron in conversation with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who's in studio. And I'll, I'll just play the interaction here for anybody who didn't hear it. So it, it's Shaq really saying, come on, come on, admit you're the greatest. Go. And so we'll just have a listen. I said at the beginning of the show, I wish uh, that I would have had this moment, the chance to pass up Kareem. You now have passed up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know what my attitude would have been. Does this now make you the greatest player of all time? Are you now the GOAT? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to let everybody else, uh, you know, decide who that is or just talk about it. But it's great. It's great barbershop call, uh, talk. 
Oh, no, me, I, I want to hear you say listen, it, Big Fella. Listen, Big Fella. I, I, I want to hear you say it, Bron Bron. Me personally, it, Bron, I, I, me personally say it with you know, your I'm chest, Bron I'm going to take myself. I'm going to take myself <laughs> against anybody that's ever played this game. Um, you know, but everyone's going to have their favorite. Everyone's going to, you know, decide who they who, who their favorite is. But um, I know what I've brought to the table. I know what I bring to the table every single night, and, and what I can what I can do out on this floor. So. Um, you know, I always feel like I'm the best to ever play this game, but you know, there's so many other great ones, and I'm happy to just be a part of their uh, part of their journey. So that's LeBron in conversation with Shaq, and, and we're talking to mm. Vincent Cunningham here of the New Yorker. Uh, if I think of Cristiano Ronaldo in a different sphere, uh, Vincent, for him to be regarded as the greatest of his generation and beyond is an obsession. It is it is vitally important. To him, and he and he would never pass up the opportunity to say he's the greatest. Uh, how important is it to LeBron? I think that it is quite important to him. In a, um, he is, and I say this with no disrespect. He's cooler than Ronaldo. Like he's cool. Cristiano has all you know. He he can't hide it because of the way that he's wired. Like. Um, I can I can guarantee you that no matter how bad it gets for LeBron, he's never going to end up on TV with Piers Morgan, right? Like these are <laughs> these are different kinds of dudes. Um, but I think it matters to him, and, and he's been making this case for himself um, with varying degrees of subtlety ever since. Really, he won the 2016 final against the Golden State Warriors when he came back from three games to one down, which had never been done in the history of the league. Uh, to win a finals in that way, really just dis- decided to put his whole team on his back and change the course of a series that all of us thought he would lose to the Warriors, who had been seventy-three and nine, amazing in the uh, in the in the regular season. So he did that, which is something that no one has ever done. And which, um, let's face it, Jordan was always the favorite when he got into the finals because his, his teams were great. He had the best coach. He had the best number two guy is he was always a favorite and LeBron does this thing that no one thought he could do. And ever since then, I think he's been very steadily, very in the same way he just did, right. Telling you what his opinion is and, but you can have yours, but he's been saying, look, I think when this is all said and done, you're going to look at me as the best. Mm -hmm. And I do think that longevity is, has been part of his, um, he's realized that he's never going to, be like, I went undefeated in the finals. I'm never going to be able to say I won six and I was six for six in the finals. So his appeal has always had to rest, I think. And I think he knew this because he's so smart. His game is going to be the long game. Yeah. So that's part of the reason he's like, I'm going to play until my son plays. He's going to do like, he's going to have this um, sort of Bunyan-esque feat of I'm going to play for as long as I, you know, what Tom Brady basically just did in mm. American football, right? Like mm. I'll play the longest and I'll put up some numbers that'll be like almost impossible to catch up to. And that's going to be my route. And mm. I think he has thought about it a lot. Mm. It is the most extraordinary career when you consider his pedigree as a high school player and the hype and the fact that Sports Illustrated put him on the cover age 17 with the chosen one as the headline, to actually exceed expectations uh, speaks of a certain strength of character. And again, this is the question. I, from afar, every time I, I, I seem to come across LeBron, whether it's his altruistic work or whether it's a very impressive damn cameo in Trainwreck, uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he does seem like an impressive person, genuinely, because sometimes we, there's the halo effect and if someone's good at a sport, then you know the, 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 the merest impressive feet off the court is, is amplified overly. But he does seem to be a genuinely impressive person. 
He really does. First of all, yeah. I mean, if you step in the ring with Judd Apatow and Amy Schumer, you got to be you, you got to be able to hold your own. That's the first <laughs> thing. Um, but but also, yeah, he um, has known that the lights have been on him since he was 17 years old and even before. And he's handled every step with total poise and grace. And we have enough counterexamples out there, right? We have so many examples of people who have been sort of put on that ladder by the media and and have kind of tumbled down. Um, He's always seemed to be a good guy. He's always uh, cared about people not like himself, right? I mean, not as fortunate as himself, not as talented as himself, all all of that, Um, in terms of his work with kids, in terms of his uh, political stances, all these kinds of things. He's he's tried to um, make good on the responsibility that comes with this much uh, power, I guess you could say. Um, and also just like being this good when everybody thinks you're going to be this good is hard. Oh, I yeah. think the people think of the, the NBA as a sort of genetic lottery. And on some level, right, like you can only be so tall, you can only jump so high, whatever, right? There are natural limits on who we are as people. But when everybody is that good, and when you see NBA games up close, you realize that everybody is faster than you've ever seen. Everybody jumps higher than you ever. Like it's a it's a whole congregation of amazing people. Then these little things about who does work the hardest and who takes their craft the serious and who's you know studied mo- the most. It does matter. And to yeah. be this good for this long, you also just have to have an incredible work ethic. And so it's not just you know he's a super freak who also happens to to be humble about it. It's like no, he's really. Um, taken on the challenge of staying this good for this long and and understood it almost as a kind of moral duty, right? It's yeah. like, if you can be the best, why not be it? And he has, he's made good on everything that yeah. he's been given. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, just as we sign off, this is a quick question, and this is more of a, you can fill us in. I just came across this clip on Twitter. You can explain, is there is there a beef here between Shaq and Kareem or, or what, a misunderstanding of some kind or whatever? Because uh, I'll just play it to you. There's a moment in the broadcast where they're both at pains to say, I've got no beef with you. We're friends. Just have a listen. Hey, I want to tell Shaq, I asked you specifically this evening because you felt that I was uh, shaming you or, or ignoring you. And that would never be the case. And uh, you showed him what, what, what you were all about, the way you crushed all the centers in the league for a couple of years there. So uh, I'm on your side, Shaq. Don't ever let anybody tell you anything different. And listen, you not speaking to me was the best thing that happened in my career because all I wanted to do was impress you, sir. So I will talk to you soon, inshallah, and I love you very much. And I, I will never, ever have beef with the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You ain't got to worry about that. That's if I catch you. I love you too. And uh, right, I want you guys to keep on impressing the whole world with our game. It's a, yes. it's a wonderful game. Right. Yep. I'll talk to you soon, Cap. No, you hang up. So, uh, what, what's the issue? Shaq has mentioned several times during his career when he, he wrote a biography um, and, and in interviews that have sort of spanned his whole career, he has mentioned several times that he was a Laker. And all he wanted to do was impress Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Kareem was not taking him under his wing. He didn't really call. He didn't reach out to him. He didn't talk to him. And famously, it was Bill Russell was always the guy who was better at this, right? Bill Russell, he loved Kobe Bryant. He loved, he would always be doing interviews with the the next generation of players, sort of giving them their flowers, so to speak, and, and, and sort of singing their praises and telling them to like sort of take 
this baton forward into mm-hmm. the future, right? Kareem was never like that because okay. Kareem, you know, he's not like that. And Shaq took offense at that and has voiced it over the years. And so I think Kareem took this as an opportunity to sort of clear the air on that, which good for him. Okay, interesting. Uh, Vincent, that was so interesting. Uh, sadly, we don't have time for your top five hip hop. That will have to happen on, on another day. Um, but I appreciate it. It was a Thank pleasure you. having you on. Thank you for the time, Vincent. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you. Have a good one. Vincent Cunningham there of The New Yorker.